Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. We are excited to share a vision with you this morning. And uh, if, you're, if you're a first-time guest with us this morning, uh, we unapologetically preach the Word of God and, and just, just challenge people in their faith and speak words of hope and words of life and words of deliverance. Today's going to be just a little bit different as we are sharing with this body somewhat the vision or at least in part the vision that we have for this church and what we believe God has in store for this church. So uh, we're glad that you're here with us today and we're glad that you're going to be hearing that with us. And um, you know what? Just it, it's an awesome time to, to be in the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you know, the, the longer I serve, and, and more specifically, the longer I serve this body, the more excited I become about what I feel that the Lord is going to do in this church and how God is going to use this people to do great exploits in this community. I, how many of you believe God for great things? Amen? Listen, listen, we, we celebrate today the foundation. In 2017, Faith Assembly uh, celebrated 50 years of faithful ministry here in this community. And we know today that as we stand to do ministry, we do so on the shoulders of giants and those that have gone before and have left legacies of gospel ministry. And we are so appreciative of them. And we have seen amazing things in the past. And we honor yesterday and give thanks for those things. And we say, this is our Ebenezer. You know, hitherto has the Lord helped us. This is, we are where we are because God has moved and worked through the lives of so many to bring us to where we are today. But how many of you know that God is a God of new things? He, he don't want us to just feast on yesterday's manna, but he wants to give us something fresh day after day after day, year after year after year. If you're here today and serving God has grown old and commonplace to you, you need to find an altar somewhere and you need to reacquaint yourself with the greatness of God because his mercies, the word declares, are new every morning. Come on, somebody. He may be the same yesterday, today, and forever, but that doesn't mean that he ever gets boring. Amen? You know, sometimes that drive to work is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. If you're like me, I can't stand to drive to work the same way two or three days in a row. I have to find a different route, a different way, because I, I, need, I need some new scenery. But I want to tell you something. If you'll follow God, if you'll trust him, if you'll serve him faithfully and, and follow the leading of his Holy Spirit, it'll be fresh, it'll be new, it'll be something different day after day after day. The word of the Lord says this through the prophet Isaiah. He spoke to the nation and said, forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And I'm here today. What is Vision Sunday all about? It is to declare new manna. Fresh things, fresh vision from the Lord that says go into all the world and make disciples. It's been, it's been going on since the early church. It should be going on today. And I believe that it's not a boring or mundane task, but we ought to be excited as a body of Christ to see lost people being found. Amen? I want to tell you a little bit about the church I see. So if you're here for the first time this morning, this is great. You can understand what this church is all about. You will understand before you leave here that, that the church I see is a church that reaches out. It's a church that reaches out. I, I've been told sometimes that as a pastor, and then I spend too much time talking about reaching out to the lost. I, I kid you not, I have been straight up told you spend too much time talking about reaching out to the lost. 
Well, I want to tell you something. The reason that I spend so much time talking about reaching out and trying to impact and affect change in this community around us is because I believe, according to the word of the Lord, that time is running out. Listen to me. There, there is coming a day, says the Lord, that time will be no more. That the voice, that the heavens are going to part, Jesus is going to return, and he's going to rapture his church, those that are ready, those that are washed in the blood of Jesus, the sainted dead are going to rise, and then those who are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with them in the clouds, and ever, forever we shall be with the Lord. And I believe, you know, I know you're going to say, well, duh, huh, Captain Obvious, we know. But I believe that day is closer now than it's ever been. That the signs of the time are coming together in such a way that we see that the next thing on God's prophetic timetable is the return of Christ. And I want to be ready. And I want you to be ready. And I want as many of your friends and loved ones and co-workers and people that you bump into in the marketplace to be ready. I told our team this morning as we met down in the, in the, in the uh, room this morning for our team huddle, those that serve on worship team, first impressions, and uh, we all get together every Sunday morning, anybody that serves here, and we just pray and we trust God for miracles and we believe God to just show up in this house and do amazing things. And I shared with them this morning, I said, you know, too often times we've made Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 the end game. That we want to come to church, we want to experience the wind of the Spirit, the power of God. We, we want to feel His presence and know that we've been in the presence of the Lord and, and just walk out and say, wasn't that a great service? But I reminded them of what comes before Acts chapter 2, and that's Acts chapter 1 verse 8 where Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, the, the, the B part of that, so I want to remind you of what comes after. You see, at Acts chapter 2 verse 5, they, it doesn't say, and they all high-fived each other and said, wow, wasn't that a great service? But no, it begins with Peter standing up, boldly proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and, and sharing with them the, the message of hope and the message of, of salvation. And it says 3,000 people were saved that day. And then the remainder of the New Testament is a collection of people that went out in spirit-empowered ministry and shook the world around them. Let me tell you something. Missions and outreach are the very heart of God. Missions and outreach are the very heart of God. As a matter of fact, outreach is the single greatest reason why Jesus died on the cross. He didn't die on the cross for us to have church. He died on the cross for us to be saved. You see, every one of us at some point in our lives have to take ownership of Romans chapter eight, uh, 5 and verse 8. It says, while I was a sinner. You see, I've been on the other side of outreach. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I want to tell somebody what Jesus has done for me. I want to share of his grace and his mercy. You know, we've, we've got to take ownership of that, that realize that we haven't always been, you know, sometimes we come to church and we know church and we speak churchese. That is a language. And I remind you that it's a language that a lot of people out in the world know nothing about. But if we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, we'll be able to communicate the gospel in a way that they understand, in a way that touches their hearts. But thank God for somebody who made outreach a priority that affected my life. How many of you can say that? Thank God, thank God for the impassioned pleas of the saints who prayed fervently for a harvest. Maybe it was your mother, maybe it was your grandmother, maybe it was a friend or a coworker, but somebody prayed you in. Somebody witnessed to you. Somebody shared the gospel with you and you can rest in the goodness of God knowing that eternity is yours to be spent with Jesus. And you see, while others sit idly by, 
spirits are souring and they'll argue over anything and everything that's not going to matter a hundred years from now. My prayer for this church is that our priority focus will be on the one thing that's going to matter in eternity. And that question is, with whom can we share the gospel of Jesus Christ? I want us to be a church that takes new territory. If you see out in the foyer, it says moving forward. And I I want that to not just be a slogan for the year. I want that to be a life experience. When we come to the end of 2019, I want everybody in this house to have a testimony that you have moved forward. That there have been things, obstacles that you've overcome in your life. That there there is a, a movement towards your destiny. That you have grown deeper in the things of the Lord. And that you indeed have gained new territory in Christ. I want to see you growing, taking, taking new territory personally, growing in your walk with the Lord. And we've got any number of programs around here to help you do that. Listen, we don't come out on Wednesday night because it's Wednesday night. We don't, we don't just have kids' programs for the sake of having kids' programs. We are trying to build a people of faith. We have midweek Bible study groups. We have, uh, the ladies have growth groups. Those are going fantastic, by the way. We have men's and women's ministry. Shout out to Jim and the men's ministry Thursday night. How many of you guys came to the Oyster Rose Thursday night? Wasn't it awesome? We've got connect groups. All of our sermon series through this year, we're praying, we're trusting God that those are going to be words that are going to challenge you to to break out of a static existence in church and move forward in a dynamic relationship with the Lord that you're going to be taking new territory for your life. We're praying to take new territory together as a church, our ministries collectively. And listen, I love that you're all here Sunday morning at 1030. I love it. Do you know there's a lot of people in our community that can't be here Sunday morning at 1030? They can't be here Sunday at any time. They've got obligations. They've got families to feed. They've got responsibilities at the workplace. If taking new territory means that we introduce and open up more service opportunities at different times for people to come in the house of the Lord and be fed. Listen, this place sets vacant 90 plus percent of the time. This room is unused. God calls us to be good stewards, doesn't he? Amen. I believe that the halls of this, the walls of this sanctuary ought to ring with the gospel of Jesus Christ as many times through the week as we have the opportunity to declare the goodness and the mercy of our God. Amen? So to summarize, I see Faith Assembly as a church that is seeing souls one to the kingdom, that is reaching out and impacting this community Somebody asked me one time, I was meeting with a a pastoral search committee, and they asked me one time, they said, how do you measure the success of the church? I said, well, that's easy for me. I said, "The, the, the appropriate way to measure the success of the church is to put a chain around the front doors, lock it up, and ask yourself the question, how long is it gonna be before our community realizes that we've ceased to exist? If they don't know that we've stopped doing what we do until it's Christmas or Easter time, then we have failed miserably. But if we are a body of people that is impacting this community, if we are a body of people that are visible with the love of God, being active, reaching out into this community, they're going to realize when we're gone. And they're going to miss us. I don't want to be that church. I don't want to be irrelevant to the society in which we live. I don't want to be irrelevant to the community in which we live. I don't want to just simply be the copper top building that sits on Quarry Road. People drive back and forth on their commute. But I want to be a change agent 
in this community. I want to be a force for the gospel of Jesus Christ, an ambassador for the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. So, you know, dreams are wonderful things, and, and we can all have dreams. We can all have desires. We can all have goals and ambitions. But how many of you know until you get up and do something about it, a dream without any kind of deadline or goal or, or set action is just a wish. There's a great difference between a dream and a vision and a wish. I mean, we can, we can set, you know what, I, I sit on my sofa and eat Ritz crackers and peanut butter and wish I could get thinner. And let me just tell you, it doesn't work that way, right? I'm living proof. You got to get up. You got to do something to move towards your goal. So the church that we see necessitates the people that we must be. We've got to be something. First of all, in order to do anything with any effect, we've got to be a praying people. We have to be a praying church. In, in Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, God gives the prophet a great vision of restoration and, and salvation. And he, and, he, and he just begins to show the man of God these things. And finally the question comes and says, Lord, how can these things be? And maybe you're hearing me talk this morning and you're hearing me talk about souls being saved and addicts being delivered and people being set free and brought into the kingdom of God and you're asking yourself right now, how can these things be? Well, I'll tell you exactly what the Lord told Zechariah, that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It is not by might nor by power. Let me tell you something. We can't argue and simply appeal to the intellect of man because anything that we can argue somebody into, somebody else can argue them out of. But when we go with the spirit anointed witness of the Holy Ghost in our lives and we begin to proclaim, thus says the Lord to a lost and dying generation, it's going to make a change, an undeniable change in the lives of the listener. We need the power and the presence of God in our lives. We need the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to be active in our church. And it's not going to happen unless we commit to being a praying people. We covered a several weeks ago the passage from Psalm 127 in verse 1 that says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Holy Spirit, build this house. Spirit of God, build this house. Lord, right now we confess the frailty of our wisdom and our understanding. And we lean not upon it, but we look to you, O oh God, to lead, to guide and direct the leadership and the ministries. Lord, would you just be at the helm of this church? Not our will, O oh Lord, but yours be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I want to share with you some, some active pieces that we're going to put into place for you, the body of Christ, that's going to help us move forward. And, and it's exciting for me to share this, uh, this message with you this morning with my wife because what happens is uh, a lot of these things that we're going to be sharing this morning, um, we talk about and we dream about these things together. And the Lord not only speaks through me, he speaks through her. So a lot of times when I'm standing up here telling you great things, they actually came through her and she just makes me look good. Amen? So I'm going to ask her to come and share with you a couple of exciting things that are about to develop in the life of our church regarding prayer.
Absolutely. So I guess today I'm kind of the details person because as he shares the message, I'm just going to share with you some details of what the Lord is laying on our heart. And as Pastor Steve was just sharing, you know, prayer is so important. And we don't want to just say we are praying church, but we want to be actively being a praying church. Amen. And we want to provide avenues and opportunities for us to become that. And so one thing that we're going to begin to implement in the coming days very shortly here is an altar team. And on the Sunday morning services, when Pastor Steve gives opportunity for altar calls and response, we're going to have a group of people who are going to be here ready to receive you, ready to pray with you, ready to believe with you, ready to believe for miracles. Amen. And we're going to see things come from this altar team as they are not only here ready to receive you and pray for you but they are going to be interceding for this church they're going to be interceding for the needs of the people of this church in our community and I believe out of that we are going to see a great harvest because God's word never returns void and he tells us that if we pray he is quick to listen he is quick to hear and he is sure to answer amen Along with that, we are going to begin to provide a prayer room here at the church that will be open immediately following every service that we have. It will be in room 108. And if you don't respond to the altar call or you have someone visiting that morning or maybe you're believing for a healing in your body, a breakthrough in your family, and you, you maybe you do get prayer at the altar, maybe you don't. Either way, the prayer room will be available to you. We will have people in room 108 following the services. They are ready to receive you, pray for you again, believe with you. And not only that, but we want to be a church that not only just prays for people when they come and receive the Lord or they come and they want healing, that we not only pray for them right in that moment, but we're a church who follows through in prayer with them. Because how many of you know when these people come in and they're just getting to know the Lord and they're just beginning to walk this walk, the devil comes against them in a strong, strong way, right? And we need to be that body of Christ who is the hands and feet of Christ who say, we're going to walk you through this. We're going to be praying for you. We're going to call you and stand with you in prayer as we see your life change. So I, I want to say this morning, Doreen, if you'll stand real quickly, I want the church to just meet you. Just wave at everybody. Doreen has been anointed for this task during the season. She's going to be heading up our altar team and coordinating that. She's also going to be uh, getting together and coordinating our prayer room that will be available to us after each service. And we're really, really excited about what we're going to see God birth through our prayer times in the altar and through our prayer times in our prayer room. Amen. You have not because you ask not. And we're going to be a body of people to believe God for miracles. And we know that there are people that come in this room week in and week out, and they come from any number of different traditions. Uh, maybe yours is not such that your church experience has been that you leave your seat and come down to an altar and be prayed for. But you would certainly love and desire to go and, and find the counsel of a faithful prayer warrior to agree together with you in prayer. And we're implementing those things. They'll be coming soon, so be, be on the lookout for those. Along with that, we're going to increase the opportunities for corporate prayer here in the life of this body. You know, for some time now, we've had our ask prayer emphasis, and we do that at the beginning of the year. We're going to begin to do extended prayer emphasis several times throughout the year and schedule those things. We're also going to increase the frequency of worship nights where we just simply come together and worship the Lord and pray and intercede for our community and believe God for miracles. Now, let me, let me hasten to add this. Wonderful wonderful attendance in the house this morning and we are so thankful that you're here and we yeah yeah give yourselves a hand <laughs> and we by no means want to diminish the importance of attending Sunday morning service because it's a wonderful time of celebration and coming together and just just praising God for the things that he's done and receiving encouragement from the word but I cannot overstate the importance of prayer meeting especially if you serve in this body if you serve you need to be here to pray for this church and to pray for this community every time you see one of these things coming up on the calendar if at all humanly possible amen 
The second thing I see as a people that we need to be is that we need to be an inviting church. We need to be, there, we need to be out there in the community, inviting people to come in here. Jesus said to his followers, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Compel them to come in. That is a relevant word for us today. And you say to me, well, pastor, I don't know. You're talking about this personal witness thing. I'm not sure that I understand that fully or know what I need to do. And I'm not, you know, maybe you're not the most nimble thinker and you don't understand all of the theology and everything. Well, I've got news for you. Starting next week, we are launching a series of messages entitled Jesus Loves Me. And that is simply from, from then until all the way through Easter Sunday morning. Every week, week after week after week, we're going to be recounting different ways that Jesus has expressed his love to us, and we are going to be sharing the gospel message and giving an opportunity and an invitation for people to come to know the Lord, okay? And I want to tell you something. There are a lot of things that we can do as a church, as an organization, as an organization, we can sponsor ads on Facebook, the newspaper, the radio. We can produce videos, flyers, and information galore. We can rent billboards and put signs by the road. We could fly an airplane across the football stadium pulling a giant sign and spend thousands of dollars doing so. But can I tell you something? None of this will be as effective as you Greeting your neighbor, your coworker, your family, your friend with an invitation to come to church with you. Nothing, nothing that we do, all of the shareable content that we produce on, none of that is going to be as effective as you going to the people that you know that are unchurched, that need Jesus and saying, hey, would you come to church with me? You know, statistically speaking, there's something in the 80 percentile that say, I would attend church if only I were invited. If only I were invited. Let me tell you something. There are people that belong to, to false religions that sacrifice weekends going door to door to door to door to tell people what they believe. And we've got the greatest message that man has ever heard. It's not about what we've got to do to serve a God, but it's about a God that loved us so much that he came to earth and bled and died for us, and he has loved us with an everlasting love. He has a plan for us to give us a future and a hope. We should be prepared to shout it from the rooftops and proclaim the goodness of God. So we want to challenge you. Uh, Pastor Lisa's coming again. We want to challenge you over the next couple of weeks to partner with us in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ by giving invitation. So as Pastor Steve said, how many of you have seen the faithfulness of God in your life? How many of you know that God is good and he saved you from the mud pit, amen? And he brought you out and he is a good God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand before my Lord and Savior and he look at me and say, why didn't you tell others about how good I was? Why didn't you tell others about how faithful I was? Why didn't you invite them to faith assembly so they could come and experience the goodness of God and fall in love with me? I don't want to have to answer for that. And so we want to be an inviting church. And we want to make sure that we put tools in your hand to make that even easier. And I'm super excited because we have this Jesus Loves Me series coming up that's starting, what, next week, as you said. And it's going to lead right into Easter Sunday. And those messages are beginning are going to talk about the goodness of God. They're going to talk about the foundations of who God is, and it's going to be the perfect timing for you to get out there and invite your lost loved ones, your lost co-workers, people that need the encouragement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the perfect time to get them invited to the house of God. And so what we have for you is these cute little baggies that say faith, um, 
assembly and inside there's all kinds of information I won't go all through it today but you can get those and check it out but there's information in here about what God is doing here at Faith Assembly information about what we offer here at Faith Assembly for families but most importantly there's a card in here that you need to tell these people about because if they if they get this little baggie and they bring the card that's inside back with them and they turn it into our wonderful looking welcome center don't you love our new welcome center out there in the foyer Jessica put that together for us and it looks so good and welcoming if they'll pull the card out of this bag fill it out and bring it back in they'll get a wonderful cute little gift that we have for them and we're gonna just welcome them into the family welcome them with the love of Jesus these bags are out on a table in the foyer when you leave today we're asking each family to please take at least two bags if you can take those with you these bags have been filled by wonderful volunteers they've been prayed over we want you to pray over the bags that you get Get. Ask the Lord to lead you and guide you to people that need the love of Christ. Go to them and give them this bag and encourage them to come back to church with you. Fill out the card, bring it back and get a gift. And these will be out on the table. Each family take uh, at least two when you leave today. And let this be a tool to help you invite people to church. Amen. Amen. You say, Pastor, I've asked. I've asked before, and they won't come. And I ask you this. What if you saw their house was on fire, and you knew that their family was inside asleep? What would you do then? Would you, would you shrug it off and say, well, I've told them to get out? They, they didn't listen. Would it be one and done, or would you persist? Would you persist? Would you go again? So need I remind you that this is something far more serious than a structure fire, and it's something even far more serious than the loss of human life. Now, I don't say that in any regard to, to say that we don't appreciate the sanctity of human life because we do. But Jesus himself said, don't be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. But rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Can I tell you something? Your, your unsaved people around you have something far more serious going on than a house fire. So we want to be an inviting church, not only out there, but in here, in here, right here. You know, the invitation doesn't stop once people come. There's an invitation that gets them in the door. That's what we've asked you for. That was our first ask. But then there's an invitation that keeps them coming again and again and again. And that is when they come through these doors and they find the love of Christ and the fellowship of the body, and they find a welcome. Our, our first impressions team is so good, and, and, and they're increasing their efforts in this. And, but everyone has to work together to make Faith Assembly an inviting place to be. Listen, on, on a lot of our things, you'll see it when you come in the door, it says, welcome home. Welcome home, welcome home. Hashtag welcome home. You know, I checked in at Faith Assembly today, hashtag welcome home. We don't want welcome home simply to be a slogan or a tagline. We want it to be the experience of everybody that comes through these doors. I don't care if you've been a member here for 15, 20 years, 25 years, or 30, or if it's your first time. When you come through, I want you to feel like you're at home. I want you to feel like you have been welcomed home. Amen? Amen. Third thing. Third thing is we need to be a serving church. We need to be a serving church. Here at Faith Assembly, we believe in the priesthood of every believer. That, that God has gifted you in some unique way to help move the vision and the mission of this church forward. We believe that God has put something in your life so you, you hear us say often that if the Lord has breath in your body, then he has a purpose for your life. Amen? And, and we believe that. 
There are so many places for you to get plugged in here, for you to get connected and to use your gifts and your talents for the kingdom of God. So our ushers have these little cards. Do you guys have them yet? Everybody got your serve card? Have the ushers passed these out? Oh, no, yes. Yeah, they got them. They got them. Hold them up. You got them? No, you don't have them. Okay, well, we need to pass these out. If the ushers have them, let's pass out our uh, serve cards. They're coming to you. And um, these cards are another tool that we're putting in your hand because it is great that you're here at church this morning. But how many of you know when you get out and you start serving and you start impacting other people with the gospel, you are scaring the devil? That's right. Right? When you get off, off your pew and you start to move out and you start to serve and you begin to, to make a difference in the lives of other people, however the Lord is calling you to do, that is powerful in your life. You'll That's move right. out to be a blessing and you'll find out that you get blessed because you're being a blessing to others. Yes. So this is self-explanatory. We would like for you to turn these in as you leave today. There'll be someone out in the foyer where those little bags are that I just told you about gathering these cards. Be sure to put your name and your phone number and you can read. So I'm gonna let you just read the different ministries that are available for you to check. And whatever you check, someone from that ministry will be contacting you and we'll be praying together yes. and just asking the Lord how he wants to use you in that ministry. I just wanna say, I'm excited for you right now. I am so excited for you because you are about to move out into what God is calling you to do. You pray about it and you check which one is on your heart and we'll be in contact with you and again turn these in in the foyer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, babe. Amen. Well, thank you, ushers. There's one great ministry in which you can be involved. A little plug there. So, we, we're going to transition here for just a minute, and we're going to share with you some exciting things that we believe the Lord has laid on our heart to position the ministries of this church to move forward from a structural standpoint. So, one thing that I've realized in the last several months as we've prayed, prayerfully considered, and, and different things is that um, I've come to the conclusion that I can't do everything. Surprise! Uh, on, on average, we may have anywhere from 250 to 300 people here on a weekly basis. On any given Sunday, we have anywhere from 70 to 125 people who are missing. That means that there are somewhere between 350 to 400 people that call Faith Assembly their home, and on some rotation, somehow or another, they all move through here once in a while. Um, but none, nonetheless, they all call me pastor. And um, there are certain challenges that come along with that, and we want to be sure that we are providing the most excellent services uh, to our church family that is humanly possible. So with that, with that in mind, we made a decision several, several months back, and we've been working on this transition for some time now, and it is coming to fruition this morning and uh, has been kind of in the background for, for a good while. But uh, prayerfully considered the gifts and the, and the skills of those that we had here on staff with us, uh, we're going to be announcing some staffing transitions this morning. And we want you to be excited about what's going on here at Faith Assembly and we want you to welcome these people into their new positions, okay? Uh, so first of all, I'm going to ask Pastor Jason and Tanya Wells to come this morning. Uh, Pastor Jason and Tanya came on staff with us in September of 2016. And since that time have served uh, as the student ministries pastors here, uh, serving the Voltage Youth. And um, let, me, let me just tell you something. This, this couple behind me is invaluable to the work of the ministry, to the kingdom of, the, to the kingdom of God. And, and those of you that have had any interaction whatsoever, even from within this uh, more senior congregation, know uh, that Pastor Jason, specifically speaking of him right now, has a heart for ministry and a very caring, uh, caring heart. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, I, I just, we want to be at every hospital bed, and we want to be anywhere that we're needed to be. But I alone can't go there. Um, and not only that, but we are in a facility that's nearing 20 years old. There's a lot of upkeep and things that go into uh, being sure that we're moving forward and that things are maintained and things are moving forward. So uh, we created space of senior associate pastor and uh, began to pray with Pastor Jason nearly a year ago at this point and uh, asked him about moving into that role. And he has accepted that. So today, officially, uh, Pastor Jason becomes our senior associate. Now, let me just... Let me just clarify a couple of things. Every Monday, we have a list of people that uh, are in need. They're in the hospital. They're struggling with uh, various things in their lives. And we sit together and we talk about those things and we pray over those people and we believe God to touch them. And then Pastor Jason leaves me and goes and makes those phone calls and makes those visits and through the week we communicate and he keeps me versed on everything that's going on in all of these situations. So, when you're in need of pastoral care and you see Pastor Jason, by extension, you have seen me, okay? Uh, he, he represents me. Don't, uh, don't, don't misinterpret that as that I don't care for you and that I don't love you, I do and pray for you every day. I just can't be in but one place at one time. On, only God is omnipresent. Uh, but uh, Pastor Jason in this role has already proven to be an invaluable asset and we're just looking forward to what the Lord is gonna do uh, through he and Tanya's ministry in this role, amen? So, I know that that produces for you then a big burning question, especially all of you students in the house. And you say, well, who's going to be the student ministries pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. And I'm excited to tell you. Um, we have been prayerfully considering this, and not only that, but in the same time that we began to uh, speak about this transition for Pastor Jason, we also began to... Uh, inquire and to groom a successor for him. Let me tell you something. You can go to the far-flung corners of the world and you can fly some hot shot in and, and give them the ministry role if you want to, but there is nothing like somebody from home. The prophet spoke to the widow in need and asked, what do you have in your house? And we began to look in our house. And the more we looked, the more we recognized the talent and the gift and the call of one young man in particular. And I am pleased to announce to you and present for you this morning as the student ministries pastor, Brandon Jarman. Brandon, would you? I'd say that went over well. Uh, Brandon began working with us um, in, a, in a more official capacity probably about a year ago, attending all the staff meetings, all the leadership training with us. And uh, God is just doing dynamic work in Brandon's life and uh, has, has really gifted him in some unique ways. And we are so proud of him. And he has a powerful vision for the student ministries. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you anything. I'm going to tell you something. I said, Brandon, this has been several months ago. I want you to write for me a visionary plan for the first 90 days for the first year, for the first two years, and the first five years. About a week and a half later, Brandon came back to my office with the Encyclopedia Britannica. 
and said, this is what I see the Lord doing. And I was like, praise God, amen. Very detailed, uh, very wise and very mature. Brandon, we're excited for, for the ministry that, that God has for your life. Amen. We, uh, we live here in Greenville, North Carolina, and we are privileged to host and be the home to uh, East Carolina University, Pitt Community College. I believe we have a cumulative enrollment somewhere between those two schools of somewhere between 70 and 80,000 students that are enrolled. And we feel like that the college age demographic is a powerful mission field, a field that is white under harvest here in this community. And um, we have had some, some semblance of a college ministry here in the past, but we feel like it's time to move that forward. And uh, we feel like it's time to have somebody in that role that is passionate and that is motivated, that is gonna be dedicated to seeing it move forward. And I'm telling you right now, we are in the works. The paperwork is filed to have a campus college ministry at East Carolina University. Um, so, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna move this ministry out of the church, out of the living room, and onto the campus. Um, and again, about the same time that we began grooming Brandon for this post, we also began grooming another young person for the college ministries to take that on and has the same heart and passion and, uh, and skill and gifting. And we believe God is gonna do great things. So I am pleased to introduce to you our college ministries pastor, Jessica Evans. Jessica. gonna say a whole pile here because me and her both would probably cry so God bless you Jessica we're proud of you and we're expecting great things from you Amen. we believe in you and uh, uh, if you want to join these guys back here Pastor Lisa would you just pass the mic along that line there start with Tanya no <laughs> as y'all know she's not as you know, she's not much of a talker, so that leads up to me. But I'm so excited for this new position. Um, I want to be involved. I want to be involved when you're in that gap. I want to be there with you. When you're up there on that mountain, I want to be on top of there celebrating with you. But to be able to do that, you've got to let us know. There will be many ways that you can reach out to us. Anytime, you know, I'll be there. As the pastor said, you know, I'll be representing him. So feel free, reach out to me. Even if it's just you need someone to talk to and a cup of coffee, let me know. I'll make time. Amen. Amen. Well, I've been here my whole life, right? Some people have dreams to be a doctor. Some people have dreams to be a lawyer. But I wanted to be a pastor, and I wanted to be a pastor here. And God gave me the desires of my heart. I'm so excited to serve you guys. Um, so excited for God to take this ministry to the next level for him to use me. Um, make sure you come out tonight at six o'clock for Voltage. If you have any questions, just come see me after service, all right? Awesome. And as Pastor Steve mentioned, there are about 50,000 students in our community between Pitt and ECU, and that's not even including college-age students that are not enrolled in school. And right now we're reaching reaching way less than 1% of those students. So we are so excited about launching not only a new ministry here within the church, but also a ministry on campus that will allow us to create relationships with college students that will in turn help us to show them Jesus through us. Yes, amen, amen. 
I would like to hasten to add to this that all of these folks that you see up here on the platform before you are in the process of being credentialed with the Assemblies of God. So just a few weeks from today, their official titles will be reverend, um, and we're excited for them for that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I would, I would be remiss in the excitement of all of this if I didn't mention uh, Pastor Glenn and Cheryl Nichols, um, our unsung heroes of children's ministry and the wonderful, wonderful work that they're doing. Pastor Glenn and Cheryl came on board with us late summer uh, of this past year, 2018. And uh, I'm happy to announce that the average attendance for children's ministry just in that short span of time has more than doubled. Um, so we're so thankful for the work, yeah, for the work that they're doing there, the leadership that they provide. Uh, Pastor Lisa with the women's ministry, uh, baby, you rock. Do you, do you want to share anything about them? Okay, all right. Um, we have not officially in any kind of way, you've seen the face, you've heard the voice several times. Uh, but we have a new men's ministry director uh, with us here at Faith Assembly. Jim, would you, would you stand? Let everybody see your face there. Jim, Jim Meglick is doing an awesome job with men's ministry, has a, has a passionate vision for that ministry, and I believe is, is prayerfully lifting the men of this church and uh, seeking God for direction and guidance. And uh, we're believing for great things uh, in Jim's ministry as well here at the church. And, and our connect group leaders. How many connect group leaders do we have in the connect group hosts and leaders do we have? Would you stand up? Just, just stand up real quick, all around. Yeah, I, I believe there are others who probably couldn't be here with us this morning, but I, gotta, I challenge you to get involved with a connect group. Uh, we are hearing the most wonderful testimonies come out of those uh, gatherings and just get involved, get plugged in with the body of Christ. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us and we hope you have a blessed day.